We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's me, it's TRG, the Ramblin' Gambler, a ring-wearing gambler's gambler and the son of a salesman. Welcome to episode 43 of our Casino Combat Podcast. The number 43 is introspective, analytical, pragmatic, and wise. I'll be honest, this numerology stuff started from a Google search to find something interesting or clever to put in this part of each episode. I usually have a general layout and subject for the podcast in mind, and then at the last minute I do a Google search, but I just find it fascinating that often the numerology traits associated with the episode number align very well with what I had planned for the episode. For this episode, I knew we were going to review, that's introspective, and analyze the results for the month, and that we were going to focus on a big announcement related to being wise and wisdom. So once again, things line up. You'll see what I mean in just a few minutes. If this is your first time listening and you are wondering what any of this has to do with gambling or casinos, please stick around for a few more minutes and I'll start to help you sort out what this podcast is all about. I promise. This is always all about gambling and using it to live a casino lifestyle and make a profit as a result. That said, it's hard to focus on the grind when you have everything on the line. I'm not putting everything on the line for this. I need to be able to focus on the grind. So that means we need a disclaimer before we get started. Non-binary persons, ladies, gentlemen, all aliens who might be listening, Parsifal, first to the key. Don't gamble with money you need to pay your bills. Don't gamble with money you cannot afford to lose. Anything I did last week, as discussed in this episode, is not a prediction of what will happen to any of us next week. If you have a gambling problem, get help. If you don't know how to get help, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will provide the information that you need. Names have been created at random to protect the innocent and the guilty. Stuff that doesn't change the results is often omitted to avoid boredom for anyone listening. Listening. <sighs> so, if you found this at random and listened this far, let me explain what is going on. Decades ago, I started accidentally on purpose on a quest to find a way to consistently take money out of a casino and put it in my pocket, which led me to counting cards at Blackjack, which does work, but it's difficult. It requires a large bankroll, and done in the traditional way, you don't get to take advantage of everything a casino has to offer and is willing to give away. I learned that if you didn't count cards and took advantage of everything a casino gives away to players, sometimes you finish the month ahead on cash and stuff, and sometimes you just finish the money behind a little in cash and way ahead on stuff. So that's what I've done for years. Be good at gambling without counting cards. Okay, most of the time without counting cards... That's the advantage, right? If they don't think you're counting cards, you can count once in a while. Um, While aggressively exploiting comps and gifts, the casino freely hands out, and I use that as tax-free income. 
I decided as casinos near me started to reopen during the pandemic to use that reopening as a fresh start and create a podcast to teach others what I do and share my results and prove that what I do works, along with some stories from the decades of uh, casino experiences that I've had. As the podcast has grown, I've come up with a few of the basics you need to know as a first-time listener. I think of this as Casino Combat 101. So here goes. It was a lot cheaper to produce this podcast if we spelled combat with a K instead of a C. So we did. And as a result, we spell not only combat, but concepts and boot camp with a K. Don't worry. I'll remind you. I assume that gamblers like to play games and win stuff. As a result, there are games hidden in the podcast starting with episode one. Consistently placed there in case they were discovered. They were discovered. They are explained in episode 22. Listen to that if you want to know what's going on with the games. There are prizes. There have been winners. In fact, I have a new winner to announce today. You are welcome to play and win as well. Next, slot machines should not be part of Casino Combat, but I kept winning money playing certain machines a certain way, and so did other people in my life. So I wrote it all down as an ebook. You are welcome to download it for free. I'm not charging you for any of that. If you would like a copy, send an email to me, trg at casinocombat.com, combat spelled with a K, of course, and put two words in the subject line, slot tactics. We have a bot named Fred. Fred will send you a link to download a copy of the email. Fred will be working even while I'm in Las Vegas having some vacation time with my wife. If you go to CasinoCombat.com, you will see that we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Your contribution of a share, a like, a subscription, a review, anything else you are willing to donate to our podcast in the online space is always greatly and truly appreciated. We really, really appreciate seeing those. Those really help. On YouTube, we have a Casino Combat channel, and on that channel, we have a playlist called Boot Camp spelled with a K, which I'm very proud of. It is a 90-minute course covering the core concepts of casino combat, a set of short, easy lessons that teach how to be good at casino gambling. Well, with the basics out of the way, here's the plan for today. We may go a little short this week, but we've got several interesting and important things to do before I head to Las Vegas. I always tell you about the gambling I did for the week as part of a travel segment, which we are going to do first this week and get that out of the way. I'm going to do a moment of casino wisdom for reasons which will be obvious when we get there. And as always, at the end of the month, we are going to recap the month and sort out winning or losing in the VIP lounge segment at the end of the episode. So let's do that quick travel segment, sort out the week, and I have an update on the middle circle of madness for you. Oh, and Guardian and the Jet, they have not checked in yet, but maybe I'll run into them again in Las Vegas. Wouldn't that be fun and ironic? Not a lot of gambling this week, so this might be quick. Yeah, probably not, but it could happen. It could be quick. Generally, I use Sunday as the start of the Casino Combat Week, unless there is some useful reason not to, which I guess falls into the category of, I bought the microphone, I make the rules. If you listened last week, we did date night at our home casino, Casino 2, on Saturday night. Sunday morning, on our way out the door, the start of the new casino week, I was eligible to receive a 45-can cooler as a gift. The nice surprise when we swiped our cards at the kiosk was that Mrs. TRG was also eligible. Often her play doesn't qualify her for the gifts I get. She's always happy to be included, even if we really didn't need two new coolers. Um, On Monday, I went down to my local casino and picked up some stoneware and played some free slot play. (laughs) It was not a good month for free slot play. 
I actually had something happen that I've never seen happen before. I spun my free slot play through a slot machine using TRG slot strategy number one and not a single spin paid off. I won exactly $0 on the free slot play. And it wasn't the $3 free slot play that I've joked about in the past. Those actually just made some money. This made nothing. It was eh, statistically an anomaly. Let's go with that. A statistical anomaly. I would have been happy to gamble, but all nine chairs with acceptable blackjack rules remained occupied for the 30 minutes that I waited. And, and for the life of me, why this casino has six dealers at six tables in high limits with usually a total of one or two players in the entire room is beyond me. Move three of those six dealers out to empty tables 20 yards away and the casino triples its inventory of blackjack seats with decent rules and lets the people like myself stalking those nine available seats sit down and put their money at risk, which you would think is what the casino wants to do. And the casino still has plenty of seats in high limit for anyone that wants to play. It, it would work out perfectly. Seems like it would make them money instead of paying those people to stand there with their arms crossed. But what do I know? I finished the week with a trip two hours south to the My Choice property that I go to down there. And I went down to pick up a travel bag that both Mrs. TRG and I thought either one of us might want to use it. And, and I got some free play, of course. I managed a slot machine win. Good way to start out the month, but both blackjack tables that I played ended up losing tables. Ironically, I ended up playing once again at the table with the Middle Circle of Madness. You may recall from a previous episode several weeks ago that players playing at that spot make really strange and crazy choices about splitting and doubling blackjack hands. I watched three different players just absolutely make a mess of that. So it has to be the circle. It just has to be a cursed circle. Um, the pattern continued. Shortly after I sat down, the player at the middle circle of madness moves his bet from $25 to $100 and receives a pair of sixes with the dealer having an eight showing. The strategy chart, or myself, or the dealer, would have told him if he asked to just take a card, or two cards, or whatever he needed to make to get to 17 or more without busting. So, of course, he didn't ask. He went with the madness, and he added another $100 to his wager, four more green chips, and he created two hands, right? That's how splitting works. So the first six, first hand, he gets an ace for a total of either seven or 17. Basic strategy says, always take a card when you have an ace and a six. So of course, he decided not to take a card. On his second six, he receives another six. So he pulls out his wallet and he takes out a $100 bill and a $20 bill and he kind of rubs them and it looked to me like that was the money he had. He used the $100 bill to get chips and to split the sixes again so that he had a total of three hands when he shouldn't have had more than one hand at all. He gets a jack on his second six for a total of 16 and that should be a hit against an eight. So of course he decided to stay and not take a card. And he finished up by receiving a two for a total of eight on his third six, at which point he takes his remaining one green chip and his apparently last $20, and he says puts them down beside his, his bet, and he says he'd double for less, which is fine. The rules allow that. But he's obviously doubling, A, he's doubling a hand he shouldn't. B, he's obviously out of money, which is why he's doubling for less. So anyway, as I said... Eights are never a correct hand to double, but this is the middle circle of madness after all. So, of course, the dealer has a 10-value card, and the madness claimed another victim, as he lost all three hands. And, of course, he left the table. Uh, just for fun, because it could have happened any number of ways. He could have won all three hands, despite playing things incorrectly. But let's play back what could have happened. 
he had two sixes. The correct play was to take a card, which would have been the ace that he received on his first hand. This would have given him a total of 13. And the correct play would have been to take another card, which would have been a six for a total of 19. And the correct play then would be to stay and see how the hand evolves. He'd have had a winning hand compared to the dealer's 18. But I'm going to give you another confession. I seem to do that a lot. But I'm going to give you another confession. The next time I'm in this casino, I'm trying to play at this table again to see if that spot really is cursed. If See if it really causes people to just go absolutely mad and, and do silly, stupid things. In fact, I really, really want to try it for myself. I really want to play that spot if I get a chance and see if I can resist the circle's influence and play correctly. I'd really like to find out if TRG can resist the middle circle of madness. As for the gambling itself, I had a winning slot machine play, but took losses at both the blackjack tables to finish the week and start the month. I finished the week with a loss of one day's pay. Not a great start to the month, but my assumption is that the gambling in Las Vegas will probably determine the results for the next month. It's, it's going to be four days, five days of, of, of gambling and having fun and sightseeing. So lots of tables, lots of machines for two of us. If we do well, we'll be in good shape for the month. And if we don't do well, it's probably going to be a struggle and a grind to, to try to get back to, uh, try to get back to uh, a profit. So we'll find out. But there you go. Introspective, analytic, and pragmatic. Next up, a very important and wonderful moment of Casino Wisdom. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Tremendous and stupendous news, everyone. It is my pleasure to share with you that... Keeper of Wisdom, third to the ring, has joined Golden Fan and Master of Details as the third member of the Casino Combat Inner Circle. Keeper of Wisdom is our listener who applied last week but initially identified the wrong casino as my home casino. And he also created the three-strike rule for the game. He was dedicated to winning and solving the puzzle. We exchanged email early in the morning one day last week and uh, we, we talked about his incorrect application and I went off to work. Roughly 12 hours later, he reapplied with the correct answer after re-listening to the travel segment in the first 22 episodes. That's dedication. And he has certainly earned his call sign by documenting a mistake I knew I made but hadn't had time to sort out correctly. You see, I realized several weeks ago that the records T-Rex and I have kept on the numbers assigned to the various casino wisdoms had gotten a bit twisted and I'd use more than one number for the same wisdom or describe the same wisdom with two different numbers. I, I knew it was there, we just hadn't had time to go back and sort it out as we were prioritizing things. Well, the newest member of the Inner Circle not only correctly solved the puzzle of where is TRG's home casino and what is its name, and he won the game doing that, but he also documented in the process of winning the game all of the casino wisdoms, and he numbered them for us, set out which episodes they were in, laid the whole thing out. 
he obviously earns the well-deserved call sign Keeper of Wisdom. Now, K.O.W. lives in the Pacific Northwest. The casinos available to him are interesting. He has one 30 minutes from his home that has $5 blackjack tables paying 3 to 2 when you get a blackjack, which is amazing. I would have assumed that $5 tables with any rule set were hard to impossible to find in North America right now. Interestingly, the casino's reward system renews every three months. Usually it's once a year. And my local casino uses a six-month system, which most of us find really annoying. Every three months sounds like a challenge to me, honestly. But at some point, I want to look at the actual structure and see how it all operates. It could be really exploitable. I just don't know yet. Um, KOW, Keeper of Wisdom, also has a second casino an hour away that he's going to check out as well. But for now, he's getting comfortable playing blackjack. So the $5 tables with decent rules provide a perfect opportunity to train and get comfortable. I thought that today I'd honor his efforts at improving our podcast by running down the official corrected list of Casino Wisdoms and their corresponding numbers. You may recall that I coined this phrase while talking with Gabriel about an afternoon of gambling he did where he had lost a good bit of money and struggled back to even. He left thinking that based on his past experiences, that was the best he was going to do that day. He just needed to know when to leave. My response to his story was, that's wisdom. And it was. He used his knowledge and hard-earned experience to know when to leave. The purpose of Casino Wisdoms is to remind us in the moments of decision-making in the casino of what we and others have learned from past experience and what action we should take in that situation. So here we go. Here's the official list as it sits at the moment of the Casino Wisdoms of Casino Combat. Number one, know when to leave. Number three, Don't drink and gamble, or be well prepared to do so if you do drink and gamble. Casino Wisdom number six. When there's a problem, remain calm and look for a casino resolution. Number seven. Lucky number seven. Be accountable to someone or something. A very, very important Casino Wisdom. Casino Wisdom number 14. Don't tip away your win. We need to tip, but we need to make sure that we don't tip to the point where we lose money instead of winning money. Number 16, the newest of our casino wisdoms. Created somewhat at random when I realized it was a casino wisdom. You got to carry defense because you always carry cash. I've really come to believe this, particularly right now as things are in the world. Number 19, if you have choices, pick the better reward system for you. Your better reward system out of two or three choices is not going to be the same as my better reward system. But you need to make choices based on that. Casino Wisdom number 22, always play your free slot play. And Casino Wisdom number 23, always play your free bets. Those two go right together. That's why they're numbered that way. Casino Wisdom number 28, settle for singles and doubles and the home runs will happen. That's a little vague if you didn't hear the episode. So let me recap that. Um, Obviously, this is a baseball analogy. Said another way, be happy to walk out with small wins consistently as they occur. And from time to time, really big wins will just organically happen and you'll enjoy those all the more. But it's no reason to be unhappy about small wins or feel like you've got to make them all big wins. They don't all have to be home runs. Number 33, you need to want the win more than you want the action of gambling. The win has to be the most important part. If it's not, you will end up losing when you should be winning. Number 15, I'm not playing the game of blank. 
I'm playing the game of casino gambling. This focuses us on profiting from our entire casino relationship, not just winning at one specific casino game at a particular moment. Losing $10 at roulette while getting $200 in free stuff is losing the game of roulette, which is fine, because at the same time, you're winning the game of casino gambling. And that's what I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win the big picture relationship with casinos. Casino wisdom number 47. The casino's biggest advantage over the player is infinite time and infinite money. Number 53. When playing blackjack, playing incorrectly on purpose is gambling to lose on purpose. Casino wisdom number 58. Uh, engraved into the, the blade of the knife I carry every day. Luck is the intersection of opportunity and preparation. And I know that some Roman or Greek general said it originally. I'm not suggesting that it's unique to me. But it's still an important thing to remember. It's not about getting lucky. It's about being prepared to take advantage when those long winning streaks occur. That's what it's about. Casino Wisdom 60. Have a win stack. If you're not familiar with that one, Find the episode and, and let me uh, explain in that episode what having a win stack is all about. Casino Wisdom number 63. We've talked about this some recently. Plan around your promotions. Casino Wisdom number 67. And this was actually contributed by friend of the podcast and longtime casino ally, ally the walking Wikipedia. Number 67. Emotional control is perhaps the most important casino skill. Don't play, which is to say gamble, in negative emotional situations. Number 74, if there is an app, get the app. Number 77, if you don't ask, you don't get. Number 81, always be casinoing. A, B, C, always be casinoing. Casino wisdom number 86, have allies. Casino wisdom number 93, what do you do when you have a big win? How to use winnings for a combination of savings, taxes, charities, bills, and a future bankroll to offset potential future losses. Casino wisdom number 99. Perhaps again, one of the two most important of the casino wisdoms. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your gambling. Thanks KOW for sorting out the correct numbers for our casino wisdoms. I'm not going to have time to get to it before I leave folks, but the plan is, once I get back and things settle down, I'm going to set up Fred the, the, the email bot so that if you want, you can request a copy of the Casino Wisdoms along with the episode numbers where they were first introduced. And that way, if you need to go back and listen to something, you, you can do that. And I'm, I'm not going to have time, but I'll get it set up for you once I get back. So week or two at the most. We finished another month at Casino Combat. Our goal is to win each month. That's how we evaluate success or failure for this podcast. Ideally, we'd like to win in cash and comps, but if not, at least in comps. Join me in our VIP lounge, and we will see how things turned out last month. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Welcome to the VIP lounge and our monthly squad meeting to review the Team TRG results for the past month. 
As always, I've stocked our VIP lounge with the best virtual beer, wine, and spirits, along with handcrafted pop, artisanally, locally bottled soda, and both still and sparkling water. We just finished brunch with the Young Lion, so I'm going to have one more mimosa as we sip and share. As always, before I start, let me give you the two-part speech. We generally do this in the VIP lounge because real results are usually only shared with trusted friends, and this is where trusted friends tend to gather and share in a casino in my experience. So that's part one. Part two, I'm not doing this to brag or boast. Frankly, I don't think you should be impressed by any of this. I've been gambling at basically the minimum level necessary to get a casino lifestyle to prove it can be done to those, for those of you who, that listen. Lots of people gamble at higher levels than I am currently gambling and get much better comps than I do. I'm not sharing results to impress you. I'm sharing results so we can all evaluate if what I teach works. I'm doing this so we can be, in the spirit of this episode, introspective and analytic about the gambling that just happened this past month. I'm applying two of the most important casino wisdoms that we just reviewed. Number seven, be accountable to someone or something. I'm being accountable to all of you and to myself by reviewing the entire month. And casino wisdom number 99. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your gambling. Having done this now for nearly a year to produce this podcast, I can't urge you strongly enough to put these wisdoms into practice for yourself. Document all your casino transactions. Put a dollar value on the things that you're given. At the end of the month, total everything up and really look at what happened for the month. You're sometimes going to be surprised at what you find out. Take what you won, what you lost, what you spent, and what you were given, and figure out if you have a profit for the month. You're going to sometimes be surprised. If you go back far enough, I was scared one month that I was going to have a losing month if we lost a little bit of money on the last day of the month. Turned up, turned out we were up so much we couldn't have lost it all if we tried. And that comes from knowing your numbers. I'm going to once again discuss this whole process using a standard of if my normal day's pay was $1. So we get nice, easy numbers to look at and talk about. Last month, Mrs. TRG and I won $2.57 gambling at table games, not counting the 30 cent loss during my first table of my craps experiment. That was not casino combat. I am not counting that. I'm simply reporting it for all our amusement and education. We lost $3.15 playing slots with our own money. This is the first time doing this podcast that we didn't make money on our slot play for the month. And as a single data point would suggest that slots were the problem this month. Take out the losses at the slot machines and we had a cash profit after expenses. But let's all remember that when we did this review three or four months ago, most of the profits after expenses came from slot play. This month at this point is an outlier in terms of slot play, and we're going to have to accept that outlier, at least for now, and keep track of it. We won $0.22 cents on the $0.38 cents of free slot play we were given. So this is down significantly from previous months, and honestly, during the month, I was convinced we were really doing horribly on the free slot play. But we finished winning more than 50% in cash on the free money we were given to gamble with, and 50% is the result I normally expect. So we did fine, just not as well as we've done other months. We received $3.74 in comps, $0.50 cents in gifts, 
and we received 38 cents in free or match bets for table games. We spent $1.21 in the process of gambling. So we had a loss, including expenses, of $1.86 in cash money to finish the month. We spent the equivalent of, in day's pay, $1.86 to gamble and experience a casino lifestyle. So just less than two-thirds of a day pay lost and spent this month. So does that mean that by the standards of casino combat, we were losers this month? Let's check the final number that matters and find out. Add up everything we won and the value of everything we were given. Subtract what we lost and what we spent. And we have a profit of $3.41. We lost and spent cash. We got a bunch of rooms and meals and money to gamble with and stuff. Stuff like a blender that as soon as I brought it home, Mrs. TRG said, good, we needed to replace our 30-year-old blender. Stuff like a big fluffy robe that I really like. Stuff like great date nights where we spent money on premium martinis and amazing appetizers and cheesecakes. We lived a casino lifestyle consistently all month and basically paid less than half price for the experience and had a blast. For us, that's fine. We could do that every month, honestly. It would not be a big deal. We would not notice it. We'd be getting basically discounted dates and discounted fun. But it wouldn't be fine for some people. It could be a problem if it happened for them month after month after month. And I'm not about creating problems for all of you. And this podcast isn't about getting a discount on things you can't afford by gambling. It's about winning, and that's what I love about having all the numbers at my fingertips. Even with the money we lost and spent this month, over the course of this podcast, we still have a profit after expenses of just less than six weeks' pay. $43 on our scale that we're using today, if I'm going to be exact. So, we lost and spent $1.86 for the month. We subtracted that from the previous months, and we still have $43 in profit after expenses over 10 months. Not bad. We can live with that. I'm going to pull a little of that profit out of the safe, and we're going to go have fun in Las Vegas. Fair warning. Don't be surprised if it's a losing trip after expenses. It's probably going to be. A couple of years ago, I promised Mrs. TRG that we would have a picnic at the bottom of the Grand Canyon the next time we were in Las Vegas together, something we've never done. And when I make promises, particularly to my wife, but also to all of you, I try to keep those promises. So the limo, the helicopter, and the picnic are all booked. Add in the cost of plane tickets for two, and we're going to need to win a good bit to cover expenses. But I'll tell you all about that next week when we're back. If you're playing the casino chip game, there are eight the hard way in this episode of the podcast again this week. I got to change that up next week somehow. But that would be an amazing set of three rolls and craps if we managed eight the hard way three times. Please tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. Remember your casino wisdoms and don't tip away your wins. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone.